we still have a minute and I love how quiet everybody just got like we, we're not even ready but there's no sound I was going to have TJ uh, recite lines over it but I don't know if he's going to do it <laughs> all right While we are waiting for the AV tech, we want to thank Andre for doing so much already for us in this room. Thank you so much. And gentlemen, the yellow shirt. And head of programming is Martin, who's also putting in requests for help. Thank you so much. I could not do it without these two. And again, my name is Jessica Sang. I am a pop culture historian. I've been on AMC and the History Channel. I just talk about everything pop culture related. I'm also a judge last year for the Will Eisner's Comic Industry Awards, which is basically the Academy Awards for comic books. And it is a great honor and a pleasure to introduce somebody that I am so blessed to also be called my friend, TJ Storm, as legendary. We have been wanting you to come here for a long time, and you've made it. I can't tell you how happy I am to be at G-Fest 2023. We have survived COVID, we survived stupid weather, and we are here today. It is awesome to see you guys. So, you know, I... You were like, that stupid weather. It was, it was hot. And, you know, coming from L.A. to here, you've been to conventions all around the world. Some of them are more pop culture related. This one's a little bit more niche. What is something that you notice in the fans that you meet here versus the ones in pop culture conventions that are a little bit more broad? I can feel the love. This is awesome. And I think we're all fans of Kaiju and Godzilla. And it is amazing to be among your people. Thank you for being here. And for those who don't know, what was your first exposure into Godzilla? Because I absolutely love this story. When I was very small, uh, in, since we're in the Midwest, I'll share this. Most people know that I'm from Hawaii, but I was born in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And uh, it was there before we left. I, one person. Yeah! <laughs> so, uh, um, what, before I left, uh, I was very, very young. My father took me to my first movie theater. It's the first time I went to a movie theater, and that movie was Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. Godzilla versus. Raise your hand if you've seen the Smog Monster. Okay, so you know that it's best watched on mushrooms because it is 
A lot. It is a lot. And I was I was six. I was not ready to have. I I saw a giant monster, and I'm like, that's so cool. And then the giant monster flew over the city and killed everyone. There were like skeletons. I'm like. And that was burnt into my brain. So to have Godzilla beat the crap out of that thing, I was like, Aah! so that was that was my first exposure, and it burns in emotionally and it burns in mentally. And you're a fan. After that, you are a fan. If you can fight for humanity with that ferocity, you're on. <laughs> And was that the film that started your train into your career now, and how you got into playing Godzilla? <laughs> Chase and my friends like Godzilla is the training for Godzilla. Then yes. <laughs> uh, fast forward, I, I didn't know that I wanted to do this stuff. I was just a kid playing. Do did any of you as kids pretend to be a monster and chase your friends around and be chased around? <laughs> then you are all Godzilla. Well done. But. But that was still do it. you still do it. You are perfect, perfect. Uh, I did the same thing. And uh, fast forward to Hawaii, I was a nerd. I was a mega nerd. I was really, really tall, really, really skinny, really, really uncoordinated. I kept growing out of my own pants, so they were always short water. I, I had my ankles showing. But uh, to be cool, I learned how to dance, and then. Uh, I learned how to dance better, and I won like a 200 dance contests because I learned how to dance very well, and I wanted to prove it over and over to make sure that it was not a fluke. And then uh, I came to LA, and then I started dancing there. And then I got a record contract. Then I got screwed out of a record contract. Then I was like, eh, I'll try acting. How hard could it be? <laughs> I learned a lot of good lessons. I did a ton of kickboxing movies, and uh, after doing 20 or 30 kickboxing movies, it's like maybe I should go to acting school. I should have probably done that in a different order, in <laughs> retrospect. But it was at that point I learned I cannot act, and so I learned how to act because acting is its own serious thing. And then around that time, I started doing uh, performance capture. Uh, somebody invited me to come work on a new technology at the time, so. I did, and uh, and that's where that part of my my business started as well. You know, he mentioned kickboxing movies. If you look at the original Mortal Kombat, you're oh, you're okay. You're in it. You're in it. In the yeah. You. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it, it's fun. It's, I'm happy to be part of those incredible stories that brought us to where we are now. I mean, I I, I have a school in Los Angeles that teaches performance uh, capture and and action acting, which is what I do, and it's called the Mind's Eye Tribe. If you guys want to look it up, it's mindseyetribe.com. But I tell the students there uh, first. Th there's a lot of young people that come to us, and I will say, you guys don't know this, but there was a time. When we had a magical place called Blockbuster, and in this place, you would go on a Friday night, and you would have to choose what you're going to watch over the weekend, and you would base it so there was no internet. You would base it solely on the cool pictures on the box, and nine out of ten times that movie would suck. So, but since you had it all weekend, 
You watched it anyway because you had to pay for it and you were going to pay late fees. Didn't matter who you were, you were going to pay late fees because everybody pays late fees. So we watched it, but it was a great film school. We learned what was good and we learned what was bad. And you don't see the bad stuff so much anymore. You guys don't get to see bad movies that much unless you really dig into Netflix deep. Uh, so uh, it, was a, it was a good school. It's a good place to learn. And I don't think people get to do that as much anymore. So it's, it's sad. Unless you watch Sharknado. <laughs> and how did you get the call? Like, how did you get the role for Legendary's Godzilla? Uh, my friend uh, Garrett Warren, he is an incredible stunt coordinator. He stunt coordinates all this stuff for Avatar. He's amazing. Um, he called. He's like, dude, uh, need some people to be amazing creature performers. And I was already working on a bunch of stuff at the time. So I was like, I'll give you some names. Here, here, call these people. Call her. Call him. Call him. So I forgot about it. Three weeks later, he calls me. He's like, dude, need you to come in and uh, work with our creature performers. And what I thought that meant was, oh, he wants me to come in and coach them to give them a better performance. So I was like, all right. So I tossed on my sweats, and I shot over to a stage. I think it was a Warner Brothers stage. And I walked in, and it was completely empty except for me and two other guys. And so he comes running out, and he gets off the phone, and he's like, okay, you're Mudo number one, you're Mudo number two, and you're Godzilla. And I'm like... No warning, no clue. So the the outside of me is like, cool, let's do it. The inside of me is like, <laughs> and I had to jump on my phone and immediately start watching all of the uh, Haruo Nakajima performances uh, to because you need yeah, give it up. Haruo Nakajima is where this begins. And Nakajima-san cemented the, the the performances, so I wanted to start where it belongs, as far as I was concerned, and that's what where it started for me. So I watched his performance, and then uh, I, I was like, okay, I don't have the I don't have the giant suit making me need to take these giant steps anymore. I don't have to do that. So I'm, I'm going to try to make it look like this. And then Warner Brothers and, and Legendary, they were like, uh, okay, do some of this. And I'm like, you want this? And I'm like, no, 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 give him shoulders. And I'm like, this? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, he should be bent forward. So very slowly over time, we started going from something that was like this. <laughs> What is now the legendary Godzilla? Yeah. Thank you, man. <laughs> and you know, you had mentioned that Nakajima-san had the suit, the original, and now we have this kind of current version that technology has upgraded to. Do you think you could do what he had to do, which was such a heavy suit, the heavy moving? Do you think you can do it? Can or could I do it? Yes. Would I want to? Hell no. You all know how much that suit weighs, right? Mm. If 
like at least 200 pounds, 230 pounds. And because of the war, they couldn't get foam. They had to use tire rubber. So I, I wore a type of suit like that once uh, for not very long. And when I took it off, I had heat welts on my back. I had blisters from the heat that couldn't escape the suit burning up. I wore it for maybe four hours. Nakajima-san, I, I don't know if you know the Japanese shooting style. They shoot probably eight to 12 hours. And when you see him with the, the top off, he's probably, that's his only breath for hours probably. So you, you take damage wearing that kind of suit. He was a, a, an incredible creature of endurance and talent and energy because you're sweating so much, you lose all your electrolytes, you lose all your liquid, and you can't, you, you lose it faster than you can drink it in. So, respect. You know, we are, because you started with so much respect, we, some of these pictures are going to be out of order, but you're going to remember them, I know. So in 2019, it was the 65th anniversary over on Godzilla Day on November 3rd in Tokyo. And TJ and I and Sam, my best friend, who also basically is the world's best executive assistant, we went there just to just pay homage and pay thank you to 65 years of Godzilla and everything. And when we were there, I, you know, you, uh, you're, you're going to stand out uh, in just a crowd of uh, people in Japan. And so immediately we showed up. We tried to be sneaky. We were like in the back, in the middle of like Habia, where they're having everything. And TJ is just looming in. And someone from Taiwan on the other side of the crowd, Saul, recognized you and started running and coming over. And the next thing you know, we had just a line of people just trying to take pictures and autographs with you. And the Japanese fans and foreign fans are so amazing that no one knew that you were coming. We were coming there just to say thank you and pay our respects to 65 years and the next thing I know, there were people in the line with printouts of TJ's face <laughs> that they wanted you to sign because they must have went to their local film CVS place and like printed it out from their phone and got you to sign it. And then the next thing I know, we met all of these incredible people that you're actually going to see in some of these photos. This one is you in front of very like Shinji Nishikawa's like artwork. Amazing. Amazing art. Yeah, and he does live drawings all the time, not only here but also at Comic Con. This is him meeting Sonoe Nakajima, the daughter of Haruo Nakajima. And and it was incredible the pictures that were taken by Maki Takarada's brother and also just plenty of other photographers that were around. We had made amazing people help us, and that is that meeting at Godzilla Day at Habib, shortly before he was discovered uh, by all kinds of fans. And then to the right, she's teaching you to write Godzilla in Japanese. 
So for those of you who come get anything signed, when you see me doing that, it is that moment she taught me how to do that in kanji. I, I was learning to write Godzilla in Japanese. She was so polite. She was so polite also. I I would do one. I'm like, then I'd hold it up and she'd go, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's a very polite way of saying, try again. So, I'm better, a little better now. She, uh, she actually came out and personally met him over at Godzilla Day to just say hello. And really, she was so accommodating. But actually, you were the one who was like, I'm meeting the daughter of Nakajima-san. This is amazing. She was just incredibly warm and inviting and hospital she's just great I know you have a lot of memories and comments about she spent all day with us when I was expecting one hour at the event how many of you uh, was fortunate enough to meet Haruo Nakajima-san oh you guys are so lucky I never got to meet him so I was so happy to meet uh, Sanoe and uh, on top of that she was she's been generous so generous we wanted to give people a chance that want to do this kind of thing seriously. Uh, we wanted to give them a chance to do to do it, but not have to pay the, the, the impressive price tag for doing it, because not everybody can afford it. So we wanted to open a, uh, a scholarship to allow people to have an opportunity to do it. And the, the only thing that I wanted to call the scholarship to honor Haruo Nakajima-san was the Haruo Nakajima Scholarship. So uh, she just... Uh, got a hold of Sanoe and through a whole long process we were able to get the thumbs up and the green light to have the Haruo Nakajima scholarship at the Minds Eye Tribe School. It was really incredible to just get her blessing because the name has such prestige and it is so well loved she can easily say no. You know, it's her father's name, and she gave us and gave you and your school the blessing to carry on her father's name to teach a new generation of all of these, you know, action actors in order to do it. And what is quickly, how do people apply? How many do you choose? What do you need to apply with your requirements? And also, you look at every single submission. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it takes us, uh, it takes us a while. Um, if you guys are, if anybody in here is interested, just go to MindsEyeTribe.com and you'll see the scholarship. Click on that and it'll tell you everything you need to know to come to L.A. and start to train seriously as an action actor and maybe someday as a suit actor. Yeah. We will have questions at the end, so yeah. do not forget them. <laughs> and this was us at Toho Studios inside. It is... Maki and Tetsuya Takarada, TJ of course is there, Akira Takarada, we've got Megumi who was our amazing translator, me and my best friend executive assistant Sam. What is it like meeting him? Takarada-san? Yeah. He's like a force of nature. He is both kind and super intensive. Who here knows Takarada-san or his work? You know that he's he's famous for a reason. He is a great human, and he just has so much positive energy, and he's just a wonderful person. 
you can tell that I am completely unimpressed by everything <laughs> that I was seeing that day. I could not contain myself. Uh, it was an amazing, amazing day. Because this is inside Toho Studios, and it's you in front of your Godzilla. That I mean, is awesome. And this is literally two minutes after I touched the oxygen destroyer, the literal original oxygen destroyer. It is literally about 30 feet to the right. You can't see it in this picture. I have it somewhere on my phone, but, but yeah, it was pretty awesome. So, so Toho Studios is quite private, and we're not allowed to take photos inside. Obviously, these were special permission. So I probably don't have that photo. <laughs> I mean, they gave you permission. Um, well, I mean, they gave, they gave him permission. And... <laughs> You, well, you like live streamed in one of the stages because they gave you permission to do it, and we got to see the river where they shot Seven Samurai. What is it like being one of the very few people and one of the very few foreigners that get to go inside Toho Studios to take a look around? With special thanks to the Takaradas. It's incredibly. It's an honor. I mean, that's all you can really say to be part of the. Toho history, and just and then get to see that actual history. They have the stuff, the the swords, the the landscapes where Seven Samurai was filmed. That's amazing. The oxygen destroyer, some of the original suits, some of the original heads and models. All of that stuff is spectacular. If you love this stuff, this is the greatest honor, and I am well honored. Yeah, we even got to see.、Um Takarada-san, do surprise a bunch of fans that won the lottery to do like the tea, the Godzilla tea ceremony, and he kept trying to surprise them, and you were in the background of that entire time. It was like you said, just he was an absolute delight. So we're gonna try to. Ooh, we have one more photo, which is you just outside. I mean, th- this was a legal photo. Legal. <laughs> Yeah, the staff was incredible, and they gave us a private guided tour. And there was a gentleman who was a cinematographer on Shin Godzilla, and he kept hugging you and yelling, "I love TJ." <laughs> and it was absolutely great. When did it hit you that you were going to be part of such a legendary franchise? Because you got to meet. You know, Sonoe. You're in the new version you, from Legendary. You got to meet Akira Takarada-san. Like your name is now weighted with all of these other legends in the Godzilla franchise. Like, when did it hit you that you are cemented? You are the truth. Yes. Yeah. Yesterday. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Yesterday, as I got to meet a lot of people that we were signing with and talking to,、uh, they they didn't know each other. They came up, and each one said, 
and it didn't dawn on me. It was super cool being there and talking to all those people. But you don't you don't think I'm now in the same league as you, sir. So there, you don't think that. You're just like whoa. But yesterday, a lot of people came up to me, and each one said, "You're the reason I love Godzilla." And I'm like. Godzilla's been around for 65 years, but he's like, no, no, you're my Godzilla. And I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) I'm not even joking. That's a lot of pressure, man, but that's awesome. That is... I didn't really think about that. I, I'm, I, that. That's why it means so much to me to see the hands raised if you got to meet Haru Nakajima because he was my Godzilla. But... Uh, there's new generations and they know what they know and the first contact might be Godzilla 2014 so that's awesome do you have any favorite memories from filming both of the films because you are you are king of the monsters when they came, but you're also fighting like King Ghidorah. You are fighting all the Mutos. Do you have any memorable moments and scenes as you were shooting? Tons, um, but I use music sometimes to get into a scene, especially if there's no dialogue. So I and I often wear earbuds to do it. I remember that I was facing off against uh, King Ghidorah, the three actors that uh, play King Ghidorah, and we're all wearing pajamas. I don't know if you've seen motion capture, it is not sexy. There's nothing cool about us wearing these little suits with little balls everywhere. It's just odd. So uh, I was standing there, and Michael Doherty, the director of Godzilla King of the Monsters, is sitting there watching everything. We're surrounded by crew on every side. Uh, I believe Michael Doherty's dog was right over here. And uh, I'm facing King Ghidorah, and, and this is the first time we're facing off. And it was supposed to be a big face-off. I think it was on the Arctic ice. And I'm looking at all three of them, and they're all... <laughs> and I'm like... Okay, I gotta, I gotta get in my... Sp- this, I gotta get in. So... I was like, give me a second, and I put my ear things in. Let me see if I can find the song that I kind of... Just hold on while I go through my Spotify. It's now your Godzilla's playlist. I think I had something playing like this. And they said action, so all I have to do is touch my thing, and it'll start to play, but only I can hear it. So nobody knew what I was listening to, so they said, okay, roll mocap, and, and I touched the thing, and I put my hand down, and I sat there, and I was ready. I know it's only the... If you have that blasting in your head... Now, the other thing I remember is... I had the volume too loud, so I was like... And it was blasting my eardrums. But... Michael's like... 
man, look at his face. He's so pissed. And I was like, oh, it's And it was, it was an awesome, that, that's one of the things that I remember making it more fun. It was really, really great. And then this part of the song comes. It's not quite right for fighting. So I'm like, that's, we got to finish this fight. But that, all it was was the face-off. So, yeah, it was really cool. You, you pulled up that song so quickly because in Japan for Godzilla Day on the 65th anniversary, you were suddenly called on stage in front of all of these Japanese fans and Megumi, our wonderful translator, she's like, I gotta go up too. And next thing I know, you were trending on Japan Twitter and like Japan Yahoo and they already had that music ready to go. I was like, wow, they are so quick and so welcoming. And it was the exact same song that you listened to when you are getting into character. So we are going to, apologies if there's no sound, but. Does the sound come out of yours? Oh, uh, You can put your microphone next to it. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Okay.
the sexy suit. <laughs> and the reason why I didn't want to delay that video is because you mentioned earlier what you're wearing as a motion, you know, mocap actor, but also it's the little dots, the face, the movements. And so this can put into a visual sense what it's like. How heavy is that tail? The tail, it was foam. It didn't weigh very much. It was made at a place called Fonco uh, by my friend named Fon. And uh, in the first Godzilla 2014, um, they were like, uh, okay, we need to smack one of the mudos back. Uh, can you claw him across the face? I'm like, I've already clawed him. Can, can I, ooh, can I use my tail? Can I turn around, smack him with my tail, and then knock him into a building? They're like, cool. So I was like, all right, so let's, let's do that. And they're like, wait, 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 let me go make a tail. I'm like, dude, just imagine I have a tail. What are you going to make a tail out of? We don't have a tail. We didn't have a tail. We had no tail for the first one. So my friend, Nito, Nito Larioza, he ran outside and he got a giant piece of foam and he cut a giant triangle all the way down to the wide end is over here and the small end was over there. He goes, here's your tail. And it was all floppy. And I'm like... How am I supposed to wear this? He's like, oh, oh, we need a belt. So I ran out <laughs> to my car, and uh, I, I train in karate, and uh, I, I have my belt in the car. So I pulled my my belt out of the the trunk, and we cut a little hole in it, and I put on my my black belt. So my Godzilla tails held on by my black belt the first time. <laughs> and then we did the scene and I turned around and it acted perfectly because it was foam. It kind of got stuck on the carpet until I finished my circle and then it went, ooh, whack! And I hit the, the, the really cool stunt guy that I was working with. He was walking on crutches because one of the mudos is on all fours and the other one flies. Uh, so he's on these... Uh, forward crutches and I hit him and he goes flying backwards and it was perfect they, they kept it and he goes and we use cardboard boxes that's where the buildings are uh, you can't see them but uh, he flew into the cardboard boxes and he's going ah! and it was awesome it was awesome <laughs> because that also showed that besides Godzilla you were the, you were an Iron Man in Civil War Colossus in Deadpool Predator Darth Vader all of these heavy hitters. It's an honor to get to touch some of these universes. It is really exciting and really, really fun. Yeah. Is there any other heavy hitter characters that you would love to play in the future? Galactus. Oh. <laughs> Silver Surfer. Yeah, I, I, I just love doing this stuff, so whatever comes up, I'm having a blast. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to open up the floor to a couple questions. We do have a couple of kind requests. Please, no comments, one question. And also because TJ is SAG, a Screen Actors Guild member, and due to the current news, please do not ask any questions about current work and future work that is coming up. If you guys don't know, my union, the Screen Actors Guild, went on strike last night. Yeah. We're trying to fight the encroaching AI, uh, so we're joining the writers and... Questions. We have the gentleman with the hat, person with the black shirt, lady with the pink hair. Oh my goodness. Okay, let's start with three first. 
No, no, they they wanted a very specific look, and it was very fast and very violent. And Godzilla, from what I saw in the movie, he didn't have a lot of personality in that one. He was just pissed. So they they have everything they need, and he fought his way through it, and it's fun. I'm happy with it. I. I I always want to work with the people who want to work with me because it makes it so much nicer. If they're not calling you, you don't want to be with them. So I enjoy the films because I'm still a fan, but I'm not too bummed that I'm not in it. And we'll do more cool stuff in the future. So I'm looking forward to the people that want to work with me. I want to work with them and make their projects great. Silva is amazing himself. Uh, Guido Silva is the person responsible for a lot of what you saw in Black Panther. He plays a lot of. He does a lot of the stuff that Black Panther does, especially in Captain America: Civil War, I believe. But um, you just got to want it. If you want to do what what I do, you have to be able to act, and that's the main thing. So the people who do this stuff, they want to. They want it, so they learn how to act a little bit. I did 20 or 30 kickboxing movies before I went to acting school. And then when I went to acting school, uh, they're, they're like, it's not that hard, you just have to be vulnerable. I had just spent an entire lifetime learning to be invulnerable. That's in, in martial arts. I, I grew up in Japanese martial arts, uh, karate first, and then I went into other things. But uh, one of the first things they teach you is you get hit, you don't go, you don't. You just don't do that. You get hit, and that's all. You you continue fighting. There's no break. There's no ouch. There's no moment to to step back. There's only the fight in front of you. And I spent a lot of time learning how to be unaffected by everything. Then I walked into a class and they said, "Be affected by everything." <laughs> and I was like, "Hmm." <laughs> It took me two years to undo all of that and to even begin to start to understand how to act. And, and the people who train hard, uh, they have that same mindset. So to suddenly go and be vulnerable, which Dave Bautista has done magnificently, by the way. He has blown the doors off. He's gone deep and he's done incredibly well. Uh, so the people who, who truly aspire to that, they go all the way and they take acting seriously. Yeah, so. Uh, person with the pink hair. What made you want to be a part of the Marvel Universe? Money. Until you are Robert Downey Jr. or Meryl Streep, you don't get to choose your you don't get to choose your your, your projects. Uh, the projects choose you. If you have the right look, the right size, and the right skill set for a particular project, they come and they say, "Would you like to work on this project?" And most of the time, we're like, "Hell yeah, that sounds awesome." Then after a while, they 
you, you can start to say no to some stuff and you're comfortable because you're not going to starve immediately. I was a starving artist for the first 30 years of my career. It, you, it's just how it is. It's really, really hard and super competitive. I remember there's probably 75 of us who all wanted to be, we were action actors at the time, half stunt, half actor, and we all wanted to be the next Arnold, the next Stallone. Uh, there are only two of us left. Uh, one of us is a huge stunt coordinator, uh, director who's currently directing today. He's in Los Angeles. And, uh, we're the last two from the group that we all grew up with and we, we all trained together. We all went to gymnastics. We all sparred and trained and all that stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy, uh, to be part of the Marvel Universe, especially because I grew up reading comic books. I absolutely love it. I, what's on your, what's on your arm? What is that? Oh, yes! Awesome! Who's the best? Um, and, and part of my business is super top secret. The stuff that I, I'm working on and have just worked on, uh, aside from the strike, I can't talk about them anyway because they don't, you can't talk about them until they're out. But, uh, for a lot of the projects that we get called on, they'll call me into the studio before they tell me who I am that day. So I, I did that for, I showed up and they're like, all right, so um, could you show us, assume that you're wearing armor. I'm like, okay, what kind of armor? Like really stiff armor that makes you almost invulnerable. I'm like, okay, and then what? You could potentially fly in it. <laughs> okay, and after they were happy with my performance doing that, they're like, okay, here's the deal. You're going to be Iron Man. I'm like, that's awesome. But, and I tell my, my uh, classes this for some of the students because they're like, can we do every kind of character? I'm like, they're probably not going to call you to do every kind of character. There's a small group of people who get to do that much work, but they're very versatile. But you should be prepared to do every character if you want to be in that league. And I tell them the story. We were shooting the scene all day. It was Iron Man stuff. And at the end of the day, the, there, I saw the, the directors and the producers go, Oh, oh shit. We have one more hero shot. I'm like, I, now nah, I got to be Iron Man all this. I'm like, yeah, man, let's go. Let's go. I'm ready. I'm all in it now. I'm all warmed up. They're like, all right. So the Avengers are in a group. And then one of the Avengers is in the group. But we need them to walk up because they're not there at the beginning of it. So we need to see the walk up. And I'm like, oh, okay. Let's do it. They're like, it's Black Widow. I'm like, what? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to need Black Widow. You. <laughs> I had to get on my phone and watch Scarlett Johansson move and I'm not built like Scarlett Johansson <laughs> but it was a, a wonderful challenge I learned how she moved and it was only a small scene so it's not like you're going to be able to figure it out But and they do that a lot there's a lot of scenes that you never know that uh, you're seeing motion capture utilized so that's the kind of thing that we sometimes get into sure I didn't miss anybody under the age of 12. Do we have any children out there with a question? 
Yes, you with the cap. Are you talking about the Godzilla suit? Yes. Like the skin tight pajama. Okay. Can we show the end of the video? Can you scrub to the yeah. very last thing? That, that suit. This one? No, the, go a little further. They're all the same, this one. Further to the end, to the end. To the end? Yeah, because you'll see the suit the best. It's the orange suit. Yeah, that. All right. I'm going to show you what this looks like. That is... We'll show you in just a moment. Um, <laughs> that is uh, a motion capture suit. So we don't wear the big, heavy rubber suits anymore. We wear that. And a motion capture suit is a stretchy material because it needs to be really tight and it needs to not be able to move because the markers can't move once they're on. But uh, we can generate a lot of heat in them, but they're not generally hot. The suit's not hot. In fact... Uh, the rooms that we work in are filled with supercomputers, and those rooms are way colder than this room is uh, most of the time. So the tendency is we can get cold, actually. Uh, and if they wait too long between shots, I might have heated up, but then I suddenly cool off, and they're like, all right, next shot. And I'm like, okay, and i got to heat up again. So uh, I was probably colder more often than I was hot in that suit. Does that answer your question? Awesome. Do we have any other kids in the audience? Is that you in the white cap? Yes. Biting Kevin's head off. <laughs> So we have one or two more questions. We're going to lightning round this. I'm going to have you choose two people from the audience. <laughs> Way over there. You're going to need thick skin, very, very thick skin, which you'll get in school. You're going to get notes, and those notes will turn into criticisms, and those criticisms will turn into barbs, and your, th your skin will get thicker and thicker, so that's fine. But before you go, make sure you love this and you want it, and then find the things you want to do because it's the love that's going to be the fuel that's going to keep you coming to this because sometimes... Most of the time, you're not going to work, you're going to be chasing work, and you're going to be bumping in the nose a lot. So your ability to persist and have grit and never stop. Are you a Godzilla fan? Yeah. Everything you learn from Godzilla is what you're going to need. Nothing can stop you. When things knock you down, you stand back up, you walk through the building, you never stop fighting. Yes? And 
when you get to LA, write us at the Mind's Eye Tribe Action Actors Academy. I'm going to bring you into one of our classes. name so we can steer this into our brain? Uh, Eric King. Eric King. King. Okay. I can remember King. <laughs> Eric King. Thank you. Eric King, write me at mindseyetribe.com. You'll find the email on the website. Write me and say, I'm the dude. I'm coming. And, <laughs> and we got you. Yeah. <laughs> one, quick, one quick question. We have one minute. Oh, they're moving now. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, um, did you have to study any other movements? Like, you know, because I know Godzilla, for Legendary, especially in the first film, he's based on, like, a bear kind of movement. Did you have to study any other, like, animal movements? Because Hoyo and Nakatima also had to study certain animals. And I'm curious if you had to at the Minds I Tribe, my school, I developed a class called Beast Mode. It is a creature performance class and special character performance class. The very first thing you learn is it is easiest if you base your creature or your character on an animal that you can actually study. Not a mythological thing because that's just imagination or you're watching somebody else's performance. You need to be able to go to the zoo or go to YouTube and watch the crocodile, the the iguanodon, the, the, the iguana, the bear, whatever it is. Um, the reason the 2014 is based on a bear is because I chose bear as my base when I started. I wanted a form that was hulking and strong and well-based. Now, bears are often like this, and they're also, they're also a little bit off-center when they're standing upright and they, they have imbalance. I... I changed the top half. I'm not going to tell you all the secrets because it's a long story. But I left my, my bottom half bearish because bear steps are really, really heavy. So when you see his steps, they're, they're like a bear. But notice how bears are upright and they have this weird... I got rid of the, the top shimmy and I just used the bottom half for this. And then I changed the top half to something else that I'm not going to talk about. But you end up with this heavy walk and and it is not dissimilar from Haru and Nakajima's. It's it's very similar to that. The only difference is I didn't have to raise my feet because I didn't have to worry about rubber tripping me. He did and he and he and, and his suit was extraordinarily uncomfortable. I had the luxury of wearing very cool pajamas. So <laughs> so Before we head on out, because we do have another panel after this, uh, one you are signing till five today at the autograph area. Yes. Okay. And also two. May, sorry to put Martin on the spot. Could you come up and take a photo for TJ and everyone here in the crowd? Thank you. I want this Godzilla so bad.
would stand up. Can we bring him into it? Can yeah, you can him? hold him if you want. Let's do that. Downstairs, find him and ask him about it. Okay. Oh. You guys got a wave or something? Don't take a picture of the picture. Be in the picture. Wave. <laughs> before we switch over I guess thank you for making Godzilla what Godzilla is I mean I am a fan as well so thank you all for being here and keeping this energy and the spirit alive it is, it is all of you that is Godzilla so thank you so much